Chicago's home for sports. Now, by your side, through your smart speaker. Just, Just tell it to play ESPN 1000. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. On your home for Chicago White Sox baseball, ESPN 1000 at 1230. It will be Jesse Rogers on the pregame. And uh, Connor and DJ on the call. First pitch, 110. Dylan Cease on the mound. Game four against the Orioles. They have owned us so far in our town. And that that makes me crazy. And it should make any White Sox fan crazy. Brian Hanley, Mark Zander. And Brian, I want to bring this up. We, we were talking about this yesterday. Steve Stone, who is a has been a personality here both as a player for both sides of town and in the TV booth since the early 80s, just celebrated 40 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a Twitter personality, and he does not suffer fools. No. And uh, I've always appreciated that from him. I, I have no problem with him doing that. And yesterday he took a tack. It was either yesterday or the day before, but we were talking about it yesterday, where he resorted to calling some fans key ban- uh, keyboard commandos because they have... Yeah, you know, complaints and such. And and what he was saying was he was sick of people tweeting at him complaining about the team. Which, you know, if you know who Steve Stone is, that sounds pretty consistent with his mm-hmm. personality. And I, sure. think, I think if he had Twitter back in uh, the early 2000s, yeah, you know, when he was with the Cubs, he might have been, uh, you know, very much Steve Stone himself on Twitter even back then. And a lot of people took, Offense. I, I was seeing a lot of people jumping on saying, can you imagine your favorite uh, uh, commentator for your favorite team talking down to you like this? Yeah, How being that, condescending. Right, yeah. being condescending or whatever. How did that hit you? Because I, I jumped on a couple threads saying it's consistent with his personality. He doesn't it really is. suffer fools. and, and well, but, but it's okay. And, and uh, I get the not suffering fools thing, but it got to the point where if you had a legitimate criticism, and he would entertain some of those, Right, um, and he, he is picky as to who he responds to, right, but, and what but, he responds to. But I mean, look, fans are frustrated. Ask mm-hmm. Tony. So now he's mm-hmm. telling you which guys can't run because they're t- under orders not to. That's how frustrated he is. But you know, there are legitimate criticisms and, and frustrations for the fan base, and I don't make that doesn't make them fools. That makes them emotional fans by definition, right? right. That they care so much. Yes, yes. So. I mean, you can't just dismiss everything. And, and and a lot of, I mean, I follow Stoney, and I've known Stoney's, gee, for, I don't know, 30 years, um, and maybe more than that. There's certainly 30, and we used to hang out on the road and all that stuff. I, I love Stoney. But you're right. It's consistent with who he is. And the fact of the matter is, though, when you base it, your backhand is, if you're not enjoying the ride, get off the ride. And when, he said, if, we're, if we start to win, you'll be back. Not when we're going to win, if. Um, you know, I don't know how you say that to fans who are, they're paying attention, they care, yeah. they're investing time, yeah. money, passion, whatever, and just get off the ride if you're not enjoying it. Uh, you can, the, you can be on the ride and still have issues with the ride, right? I mean, Wait, yeah, look, look, anybody who's paying attention that is on the ride has issues. Yeah. Nobody, I, so, nobody's head is in the sand. And and what what's unfortunate about uh, this, and I'll say this, even though I said, look, it's consistent with uh, who he is 
and and all of that, and people could take offense to whatever they want to take offense to, and and that's all fine and good. But we also know that he has to be a bit tight-lipped, and we have seen his real feelings through the lack of what he said. What was it yesterday that we talked about where he said... um, Oh, geez, I can't remember it now where he he basically it, it was it, it, one of the Twitter questions was, OK, Stoney. So, you know, if, if you're dismissing a lot of this, is it lazy players or oh, bad that's coaching? what it was? And he said, draw, your own, draw your own conclusion. Right. Right. And now then then Tony came out and said, well, they're not lazy players. They're on the do not run list, which, so which is interesting know. that he followed up with that. So this is definitely a thing with the White Sox. They can kind of feel this backlash. Sure. And and. Yeah. Uh, Steve, in a way, is being a bit more of a cheerleader than we thought he would be because Mm -hmm. he was the guy that got in trouble on the north side for calling it as it is. The guys in the clubhouse of an underachieving Cubs team, you know, were, were, you know, saying, who the hell is this guy? And they they didn't want him on the charter even. Right. And Dusty Baker is back in his players and it got messy. Yep. 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 And uh but again, Steve is saying uh, during the broadcast, if he doesn't like something, he will call it out. And remember, when the, the fire Tony chant, they both backed out and they let yeah, that you breathe. You pointed out. Yeah, just let it breathe. Yeah, like, let it breathe for, uh, I think, four rounds of fire Tony. 20 so, seconds. Yeah. yeah, 20 seconds. So, so he is, he is sharing his real feelings. Sometimes you have to read between the lines. He is a bit coarse. And and he will deal with people as he feels like on his Twitter feed, sure. and and you know it's it's un it's unfortunate that it rubs pe- some people the wrong way, and maybe it is justified. I just saw it as just you know let it roll off your back. I mean you know of he is cheerleading just a little bit, and but during the games, if he sees something he doesn't like, he will be very very honest about what he's seeing and why it isn't right but it'll be interesting if this team does not turn it around by the end of the year how will he summarize this year the guy who said it's coming it's coming it will get better how no, will he, he end said, up summarizing he said if we start winning he didn't say well, well we and that winning. was yesterday and it, yeah i've not seen that before no, you no, know i mean and it's now, one more difference it's yeah. not like when means you expect it to change right if right Right. And you'll be back. And, and, and that's a little bit of a different attitude that we've seen from him. So we'll we'll see how this pans out. But it was interesting. I did not see him today. But you said he just went right to the dogs. He loves dogs. Take, he, 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 dogs oh, he loves dogs. And, and we share that. And, you, and we share that. You share that. Uh, yep. You know, we always talk about our dogs whenever we, we see each other. It's been a while, obviously. But um, he talks, you know, if you have cats, same thing. You know, just pet your cat. And you'll be, so, all these medical studies show that your blood pressure actually Stress goes down. Stress reliever, yep. Yeah, if you actually touch your dog and, and play with your dog and, and take your dog for a walk, Mr. Zander. Yeah. I mean, it, it's good for it's good for you to have a pet in the house, So right? why do I have such a big yard? Why I don't did know. I get a house with such a big yard you if like I should be walking? You like to cut lawns? I don't. I mean, yeah, I, I, I actually do. I'm the weird guy that likes okay. to get on the zero turn and cut my grass. Okay, see, but I've lived in the city since college, so there aren't big lawns. You have... Occasionally, you inherit the the, um, the 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 little plot of land between the curb and the sidewalk, right? And even though the city <laughs> yeah, owns what it, it, yeah, that literally is two minutes to cut. Yeah, I mean, you're expected to cut that because yeah, just like you're supposed to shovel your sidewalks, even mm-hmm. though they're not yours, and right. then they'll come and find you if you don't. Uh, and it's a great scam the city's got. You know, it's our property, but you take care of it. And so then, some people basically take that and say, "Well, as long as I'm cutting it, I'm going to build a flower pot or a bed around it." 
and I'm going to put a nice little fence around it, and no one's going to be able to stand on my little, you know, 10 feet square plot of grass that really isn't yours. Right. right? Don't kill the grass because I yeah. have to cut it. It'll yeah, take me a exactly. minute. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the difference between living out in a nice palatial suburban estate and living in the city where you don't have a big yard. So you're forced to take your dogs in the middle of winter for a walk. And see, that's the thing. That's I don't want to be forced to do anything in the middle of the winter. That's why no, I have this no, little. You know what's the worst too? When they're sick or whatever, and they you know they have to go out in the middle of the night, and you're running down steps and throwing on clothes and trying to get them out. <laughs> And you just open up the, the sliding doors to the deck and say, go ahead and, and come on back and when you that, li- Brian, that literally has been my the past two weeks at the house. Yeah. We have had ro- we have three dogs, and they're all rotating, doing different things in the middle of the night, either in the house, and that's if they wake us up. If they can't wake us up, our, our carpet cleaner has been getting a, an incredible workout Ooh. for the past couple weeks it's okay, this this weather i don't know if your dogs deal with this but yeah. there's weather change with their stomachs and everything no i just i, I take them out quite a bit every few hours for a walk oh so. believe me believe me the the dogs uh, again they go out and they have plenty of yard to roam in but yeah it's do they um, have fitbits on their little paws I'm gonna, I'm gonna, on, on my big uh, Great Pyrenees today. I'm gonna go home and just put this Fitbit from my see wrist that works. on his, and and see how he, uh, <laughs> see how, how he handles see, that. See, I see if he'll even allow that to go on. Uh, okay, we've got uh, Jim and Addison. Before we hit break here, and we're gonna wrap things up again. Twelve thirty is when Jesse's got the pregame for White Sox and Orioles game four of the uh, four game homestand, and uh, Connor. And DJ will be on the call, but we're going to take Jim here before we get to break. And Addison wants to jump in and talk about the Cubs. Hey, Jim, you're on ESPN 1000 with Xander and Henley. Yeah, I just I get the marquee network for $20 a month, and the Cubs have the gall to put some of their games on Apple TV+. And I have three or four other providers, and... They had the nerve to try to buy a soccer team when they can't afford mm-hmm. other players. <laughs> right. So, yeah. well, Mixed messages. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, Jim. A bunch of losers. Yeah, you know, Jim, thanks for the call. Uh, to clarify this whole thing, we talked about this, uh, I think it yesterday. was last week. Or yesterday. Uh, was it yesterday? Yeah. Boy, yeah. it's been a long day. <laughs> um, yeah. Easy, Tony. Yeah. The the whole idea behind the Cubs being on Apple TV is that it's an MLB thing. It's not a Ricketts thing. So they don't really have control over that. So if you are one of those frustrated with the fact that you are buying marquee and sometimes the games are on Apple TV, it's an or YouTube or, or YouTube. It's a Major League Baseball deal that was made that is pretty much to a make more money. Yeah, to make, to make more, more money. money. And, and believe make, me, the Ricketts are that. making the money. Sure, they are. But they, they don't have the money to spend. Yeah. All right. All right. uh, Back to wrap it up. We will uh, take a few more phone calls. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Music question for you and and, uh, recommendation when we get back. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. And then the music man. Yeah, we'll wrap up the Twitter poll too. Uh, Charlie's Twitter poll here on ESPN one thousand. Be right back. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN one thousand. And the Xander ESPN 1000, 312-332-3776. We've got a few minutes left with you, and then we will turn it over to Jesse Rogers with the pregame for the 110 pitch. Dylan Cease on the mound, Connor and DJ on the call here 
on ESPN 1000. We've got a Twitter poll. We'll wrap up before we get out of here. Just in case you are unaware, you want to hit up Twitter right now and let us know. Here's how it reads. This White Sox season has not lived up to expectations. Oh, unless you really didn't have much to expect <laughs> this year. What is your adjusted best case scenario for them as it stands today? Division title, wild card berth, miss the playoffs altogether, big names traded. If you want to jump in on that. So, Brian, you had a music question. Yeah, um, I don't know if you're aware of uh, the writings of Christopher Borelli, a really nice feature writer for the Chicago Tribune. Um, he wrote this week, it's on chicagotribune.com, mm-hmm. um, Keep on Loving You, Our True Appreciation of the Power Ballad, an art form invented in Illinois. And By REO right, Speedwagon. Yeah, I, and, and, you know, it, it, he goes through all of it. I mean, Survivor and... and Everyone, uh, and it's a rather extensive piece, and and talk about how in concert, especially as they're touring these days, people are waiting for the power ballad. And you know, oh, absolutely, the power ballad has been huge for years. It, it's what it's what brings the guys and the girls together, right? I mean, yeah, uh, like absolutely. like for a band for REO Speedwagon, right? Mm-hmm. I, and I'll be honest with you, when when High Infidelity came out and that was their big, big record that had that song, Keep On Loving You, I'm the guy that wanted to hear ripping guitar riffs. And See, that was a go. soft yeah. album, yeah. but it scored big with everybody. And mm-hmm. and, and you know what? Um, I'm in high school and that was played at the school dance and that's when you got to dance with the girl. It brings the guys and yep, the girls together. Absolutely. Back- still in concert, all of a sudden you're snuggling. And yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah. That's, what the, that's the why the power ballads are big, right? The yeah. guy, it, they're called power ballads because they've got like a guitar solo in them, but it's it's, and he, and it's he, the he sentiment that, you know the right they usually it, you, these ballots usually impact men more than women even though men don't want to acknowledge no that. no 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 I, I, do you think that i admitted that i was a journey fan exactly in high no. school no right? that was a no. girl band no right but of course but yeah, i was so right here waiting for you the search is over the glory of love but you're the inspiration he's got sticks ario speedwagon chicago Richard and sticks Marks. and ario are touring again this year they're yeah, buddies they're, they're road fire. buddies they're touring Together, yeah. the fire, yeah. cheap tricks, smashing pumpkins have even had power. I mean, it's a really good piece if you appreciate music. Oh, yeah, I've got to write. Thank you for directing me to yeah. that. And, yeah, it's, the power really ballad is, is really a phenomenon that has been really powerful for years and years and years. And, and, and he claims Illinois is that's the main export of Illinois is the power ballad that you know, over the years. And he traveled around with like Joe Vatabolini. He was talking to. To guys like Jonathan Cain, uh, you know, the journey. Um, journey, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Talking about open arms and faithfully and, mm-hmm. and some great stories. And, and about, Jonathan is from Chicago, in case anybody didn't know. So yeah, that's, that's your Parker Chicago connection. Yeah. And, yeah, but uh, yeah, Christopher writes that, you know, ask the guys, okay, when, when whoever wrote whichever power ballad brought it to the band, some of the reaction was like, we're not doing that. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it became a hit. And the the record company's like you're not only no, doing no, that you're doing you're doing another one the next album. Yeah, yeah. Right? Not only are you doing that, you're you're doing a whole album of those yeah. next time around. Yeah, I mean, and, it really is a a wonderful piece for anyone who appreciates music and live music and the the history of music and certainly being from Illinois with its roots. The Christopher Borelli writes that we are the home of the power ballad. That's really interesting. I never thought of that, but you're right. I mean, Survivor after I of the Tiger. Mm-hmm. There were power ballads uh, that, that that really, really put them on you know, the Kevin map. Kevin Cronin, uh, Barry Cronin, who does the golf show with Tyler Aki on Sunday mornings here uh, on ESPN 1000. Mm-hmm. He's a, the cousin of uh, Kevin Cronin, REO Speedwagon. They're out touring, like you said. Yep. Keep on loving you. And 
know, they have to, you know, they have to play them. They're playing the sheds. They have, it and, goes and, all the way to the back and people are standing up waiting for it. And, and I'll tell you something. When when Sticks has to do Babe, and I don't know how often they do it because Dennis oh. hasn't been in in the band for years. That was our homecoming, but you know our homecoming song back in the day. I well, mean, but I'll tell you something, JY and uh, Tommy, they didn't like that. That was the no. beginning. No, no, well, no, look, no, it, they did. No, no, no. because it, it was Dennis and his song to his wife uh, Susie, I believe her name is. It, it's, uh, it's a nice lady, story, and I remember you're, meeting you're spot them. On. It's but spot on. but I mean. It was, it was, uh, that was the beginning of the split of sticks because yep. Dennis wanted to do his thing. And yep. so I don't know how often they do, babe, but they might have to do it because it's, again, it's a power ballad that sticks is known for. But, you know, back in the day, it was the close, it was the slow dance, right? They're starting the, the first few notes of babe in the high school. And the and lighters. Like, Remember the yeah. lighters? Now it's the phone, you know, sure. the flashlights, but it used yeah. to be the Bic lighters. Yeah. yeah, but check check this out. I knew you would appreciate. It. Maybe some of our listeners will too. It's really an extensive piece and talks to all the principals and about how those power ballots not only have aged well, but uh, I mean, you know, maybe who knew you know, all these years later, people would still be absolutely in love with them and and you know the highlights of of their concerts. So. And and anybody who uh, used to listen to my '80s show that I did years for years here in Chicago. A lot of the hair bands in the eighties picked up the whole power ballad sure. thing and, and took it and run, ran the with money it. Is. Yeah. poison. That's where all the money was. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. So we've got this uh, Twitter poll, and uh, Charlie Bevins, our producer today, he's the one that came up with this. I thought it was brilliant because I, I've just been so frustrated. We're wearing our—I I know I'm wearing my fandom, and it's been really hard to watch yesterday. As I, you know, my mind was wandering how I had to go and pick up the dog poop because I, I had seen that was a better. Option it it than, was. At that yeah. point, it certainly was. The Twitter poll uh, reads as this, and we're going to have Charlie wrap it up. This White Sox season has not lived up to expectations. What's your adjusted best-case scenario for them? As it stands today, Charlie, how does it look? Yeah, thanks, Mark. It is uh, 39% missed the playoffs. That is the current clubhouse leader. Ooh. Big names traded is actually in last at 10.6%, uh, okay. but... Wild card berth and division title are at 34 and 16% respectively. Wow, so miss the playoffs. So fans fans think that missing the playoffs is going to send some sort of message? I don't know. I I, or yeah. that's how they're feeling today, just looking at it. Say if you were going to ask me today, do I think that they're, no, they're going to miss the playoffs? They're not a wild card team. They're not winning the division. Right. I, I don't know how people took that, but it's interesting that, unfortunately, that could just be – the Fitbit of the White Sox are just feeling the pulse of uh, Sox Nation, and it's they're not going to well, win after anything. Well, three, after three losses to the Orioles, it's hard to have a good attitude. And, and three runs or whatever it was for, I mean, help. Yeah, 12, 12 runs for the Orioles yeah. and three yeah. for us. Mm -hmm. Not good. In town. Yeah. Well, you know, you know what happens? If you hit well and they hit better, or if you pitch well and they pitch better, you lose. It's just that simple, Tony. Yeah, he yeah he he, he isn't he it. isn't a Hall of Fame manager for no reason. No, no that that analysis is going to be uh, coming to a TV booth near you when this is all said and done. Now uh, we saw he said that on Twitter. If there's a soundbite somewhere, that is going to appear on this radio station more often than maybe. Well, probably not more often than uh, you know, Ted is our guy. Ryan is our guy, <laughs> our football guy. That yeah, that, that was that was that was on our greatest hits there for a while. Oh, that one and and. Have we got the quarterback right? <laughs> right. Enough games? Yes. Yes. No, but other than that, how'd you like to play, Mrs. Lincoln? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's a, it. Uh, hopefully, it's not going to be a tough day today. I saw. Uh, do you have the line on today's game? It looks like the White Sox are favored. I'm not really sure why at this point, but I can check it for you. Yeah, um, you check that. I, look, I know why. Dylan Cease. Yeah, has been. been has been well, but you know, doing well. He's he's a great option to go with, Ooh, especially on a day game. Minus two twenty five. Okay. Not for my money. Okay. Not for my, not for my, not, I, you know, I thank God uh, Dylan's not on the do not pitch list, but the do not run list scares me a little bit. And uh, three runs in three games, Dylan's got to pitch a, a near perfect game and you've got to find a way to get one or two runs and then you can match the minus 225. Uh, that's a little rich for me, the way things are going. So I, I, It definitely is. I'm really, aren't you surprised by that? I am. I am, especially when, when you are, what, five games under at home? Um, yep. you, you know, don't have winning records. So, but it speaks probably to the fact that you know Baltimore's starting pitcher today has it's a losing a, record. Yeah. Well, none of that is almost a five ERA. But the other guy the, on Friday had an eight point five ERA. Yeah. See how that worked job. out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Not, not not so well. All right. So we've got Dylan Cease on the mound today for the White Sox. Uh, Jordan Miles yeah. for the Orioles. Yes. Yes. And uh, for the Cubs down in St. Louis, Alec Mills. On the mound, I'll probably for, be picking up dog poop. Yeah, yeah. is that, that yeah? Yeah, I'm, I, you I, have I a just, service. Don't lie, you have a service. Is it really a service? Can you imagine? Sure, that's, there is. That's your job. Sure, that's there your is. Business. Sure, there is. No. Yeah. Years ago, I, I saw on some inventor show, there was some guy that was trying to, maybe it was on um, a Shark, Shark Tank. Tank. Yeah, yeah, where it was some kind of spray that you sprayed on it, and it instantly just kind of made it into like a, a fossil. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like stone. Okay, so, that's just too much effort. If you're going to have dogs, you know the deal. So, right. yeah. yeah, I would like that spray. That would be fun. I, I wait until it gets baked in the yard or frozen. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> just pick it up and dispose of it. Good Lord. It's not that difficult. It's, yeah. you know. Boy, oh, boy. There's, okay. some science be- there's some science behind it. I'm, You're going to wait you. for the, oh, you know, it's June, but it'll be frozen in January. I'll pick no, it up. No, no, no. I'm saying it takes it takes a one hot day to get that nice and uh, firm. Oh, boy, so you that, that, that. that yard must really be ripe. Your neighbors <laughs> must love you when the wind hit, you know, strikes it just right. No, I'm on it every other day. I just okay. like what it's, you know, burnt a little. Don't you remember the Joe Walsh song, um, Ordinary Average Guy? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, go back and listen to that song. All right, we're late. Jesse Rogers is next with the pregame show. And uh, Connor and DJ on the call here on ESPN 1000. Go White Sox. Take on the Orioles. See you, Brian.